What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Coin Gamer Podcast. Um, you are joined by your hosts, um, Fritz and Kofi, um, head of research. And we're going to talk about a few things on this podcast. Right now, we're recording the last week of October. Bitcoin is on a on a run. Um, in the U.S., election is coming up, so we'll talk about that. The the general markets are kind of moving in different directions. So we're going to talk about the crypto decoupling. And we're going to talk about our new initiative that's part of uh, the Coin Gamer family, the Coin Gamer Syndicate, we, which what we're most excited about. You know, it's going to be a way for us to stay connected, learn and earn before uh, together, and, and kind of uh, strengthen the community even stronger. So um, we'll get right into that. But let's kick it off with like um, BTC. So. Bitcoin, as of recording right now, is at about thirteen five, um, approaching fourteen thousand. Um, so what? I mean, I don't know. People are pretty excited about that. Like, people think it's going to be in. Uh, we're heading towards like two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen run again. Mm-hmm. Um, Cove, what do you what are you thinking? I'm thinking that you know it's it's, it's moon time. I think it's all right. I think we're uh, the stock to flow ratio uh, prophecy is is starting to manifest, and the scarcity of Bitcoin as an asset um, is starting to really really flex its, its power and its influence. And given what's happening with the election, um, given what's happening with the pandemic, I think people's eyes are starting to really move out of traditional environments, right? And right, uh, right. Like the world is operating in a far more interconnected, but far more digital landscape. And um, the more news that comes out that confirms the fact that institutional money is moving into this space, the more people are gonna say, you know what, like, I gotta, I gotta have a piece of this, or I just can't watch my money sit around and in a savings account and actually lose value compared to, to you know Bitcoin because of inflation and uh, low. Yeah. Um, so I, I, there's there's likely gonna be some type of pullback with regard to like the election and then obviously you know in all markets from what I discerned in the past. End of November, heading into December, people typically take profits, or um, you know, kind of pull back from the market because of holiday season, you know, of course, things of that nature. So, um, I don't think we're just gonna parabolically shoot up to back to 20k, but coming out of that, especially if um, 45 managed to pull a you know rabbit out the hat, um, that. That, that Bitcoin and crypto market is gonna be up. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. Biden gets in there too, it's um it's gonna be up. So it's it's really gonna be a win-win, I think, in the long term. You know, this is the time to aggregate, to accumulate, to get, you know, your horses and your ducks in order to see where you can um place your um hedge your bets and and see where things lie in the next few months. So. No, I, I agree, I agree. I mean I think to your your first point um the pandemic so like obviously bitcoin got nothing to do with like a virus uh directly but how it's connected to the virus is obviously you have a lot of confusion you got a lot of unrest but also the um 
Federal Reserve, the Federal Banks around the world, due to you know the um, forced shutdowns and stuff like that, to keep the economies going, they pump, they're just printing money. You know what I'm saying? So you got a you got a whole thing where inflation is on another level. And to your point, uh, Bitcoin has limited supply. You're only going to have 21 million, and that can't can't be changed. So people are looking at looking at it as um, a nice hedge, uh, a flight, to, kind of like digital gold, like it's meant to be. Yeah. Uh, and somewhere to kind of store that their money um, to kind of play this out. And then um, you touched on the um, corporate buying, right? So like you had a lot, you had a lot of crazy news over the past few weeks. So like Square, which is the, the creative cash app, they obviously allow you to buy Bitcoin on your cash app, but um, the company as a whole it actually decided to buy 50 million in Bitcoin. Um, for their, just for like their treasury, you know what I'm saying? Not even, it's almost like just to store their earnings into Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. And we all know Jack Dorsey, the CEO and CEO of Twitter, he's a big um, Bitcoin enthusiast. Um, so that's interesting. Then there's this other company that, quite frankly, I have I never heard of up until this point. Um, it's called MicroStrategy. Um, mm-hmm. And they put some of their money in into, uh, to Bitcoin, which is crazy. So um, not only that, I'm reading an article about how, and we'll link to this in the show notes. But basically, the money that they put in, they put money into Bitcoin, and since since Bitcoin climbed um, since that time in July, they actually made more money in their last quarter from the Bitcoin investment than they made in their company, right? right so, right. and then then another thing is like the um, the CEO put a lot of his own money into Bitcoin. So this dude is this huge uh, Bitcoin enthusiast, really be- believes in it. Um, and like, I'm reading one of the quotes um, from their last um, earnings report was, our investment in Bitcoin has also allowed MicroStrategy to tap into the passion of the broader crypto market in a smart, sophisticated technologies to advocate for one of the most independent open markets, whether for financial assets or digital ones. Mm-hmm. We've seen a notable and unexpected benefit from our investment in Bitcoin in elevating profile profile of the company to the broader market. Mm-hmm. So, like, basically, it's almost like he almost looks at it as marketing. Like, he, yeah, he made yeah. his company hot. Um, mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting. But yeah, and then lastly, I think you talked about the um, election. Yeah, I agree. I mean, either it's 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 interesting because if Trump wins, well, first off, let's. Depending on who wins, let's say it's contested. You know what I'm saying? People say that if if you know there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on in the US around like mail and ballots and things of that sort. If it's contested, you could see a whole bunch of things happening. You could think see a lot of protests, you can see a lot of things in the street. Unfortunately, you may end up seeing violence, which obviously we don't hope we hope doesn't happen. But you know, given twenty twenty anything could happen. And like a lot of that confusion could could impact the general markets, right? Um, secondly, um, if Trump wins, it could be interesting because when you had Trump in office, you knew that he's going to do whatever to keep the market going. Cause that was his thing. Like I, I'm, I'm creating stockholder value. You know what I'm saying? Whereas on the other hand, um, you can see the market crash on Biden because, you know, people are a little bit hesitant around his, um, his tax plans. They don't think that he'll be as aggressive to do just anything. Like basically, Trump, Trump would throw the, the kitchen sink at the market 
at the Fed, you know, he'll print, he'll do whatever he needs to do, like to interest rates low, whatever, just to make sure that the S&P keeps going up because mm-hmm. that's what he, that's where he derives, that's why, that's where he derives um, his value as a president on, like the stock market going up. Whereas, you know, you could argue that Biden may look at other things given, um, you know, his, his other leaning. So um, it's interesting. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's hard to say. Hard to say. It is. It is. I think when you look at Trump's, like you said, when you look at his uh, his image and what he prides himself on, uh, a lot of people like his aggression and they like his economic focus, right, on America as a whole. And that's not something that people necessarily can attribute with with Biden. Right. And so. You know, businessmen, whether they are liberal or whether they're conservative or whatever, like they like money. Of course. I mean, doesn't really know bipartisan politics. And so with that said, um, they know that if Trump is in office, there's more of a level of confidence that America is not going to flounder or be in an uncertain trajectory as it is with, with, with Biden. And so, um, you know, there's, there's that to be said, um, but yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, um, we are we are a nonpartisan podcast and platform, but you know, independent of of what we just talked about, you know, we encourage you guys all to exercise your your your, your rights as far as voting and kind of participating. Um, and um, but yeah, moving on, moving on. So along with that, we kind of hinted at that. So basically. Um, crypto decoupling right so like because we're talking there's a lot of even when we're talking about the elections we're talking about what's going to happen with the stock market um or what have you but like obviously we're talking about crypto so it's really it ends up being like what's the correlate what's the connection between the stock market and the crypto market and you know crypto wants to be like this global hedge where it doesn't really correlate with whatever the the market's doing and when the pandemic first popped off in April, uh, March, April. You you saw a big market crash, stock market crash, and crypto right. did the same thing, right? But what you've seen over the past few months um, is that actually Bitcoin is moving uh, on its own, which is right. a good thing, right? So like I'm looking at a chart right here, and like uh, month to date, Bitcoin is up almost 22 percent, whereas the S and P is up three percent. Gold is up like 21 basis points, um, the dollar's down. Um, then you got like, for the year, Bitcoin is up about 83%, which is crazy. And then like S&P is up seven. So yeah, I mean, it's seeming, seeming that like crypto starting to like decouple a little bit from the general market, um, which is also something that that added to adds to the strength. And I, I think if you, taking into consideration the effect that the pandemic had on all markets, right? The fact that Bitcoin is still able to decouple um, this rapidly, given everything that's transpired, is an indication of its power as a, you know, emerging asset. Uh, the bull market was really supposed to start within crypto back in March, in the beginning of the year. and that trajectory was well on way to, you know, get things popping. Uh, coronavirus came through and crushed the buildings. 
Right, right. That all markets back slow, but again, when you look at the total rebounding effect of of crypto or Bitcoin specifically, and then you know the major altcoins as a connected asset class compared to the overall stock market, your major blue chips, there's companies who still haven't kind of reached back to their pre-pandemic levels, right? right. Bitcoin has already surpassed that. Um, so 100%. It's, it's, it's highly indicative of the fact that, yeah, there's something going on in the space that people need to pay attention to. That's right. That's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, I kind of, I shared this on, so it's funny that you, you mentioned that, you know, things that People, people need to pay attention to this, even if even if you you don't have a high risk appetite, even if you're not into crypto. Um, I posted this on uh, on our IG page, um, but you can look it up. But basically, somebody went and transferred like over a billion dollars in Bitcoin, and they paid three dollars and fifty cents in fees. Like, right. and like for anybody that, especially you know, folks that have they're in the U.S., if you ever try to do a bank transfer, you either mm-hmm. have to wait three days or it's like twenty five bucks. Um, it, like both you and I, we got family abroad. So like, let's say you send money back home to people, um, you know, you paying wild amount of money just to make that happen. So like, just for that, like it, it's the use use case of that technology just is so clear. Um, no matter what, so you don't have to worry about currency um, conversion either. Like, you no, you don't. No, you don't. One is utilizing the same currency in that in that capacity. So. Crypto is borderless. Um, Bitcoin is borderless, so you know it's it works ubiquitously in that, in that capacity. So. Yeah, yeah. So um, on a on a related front, and and going into kind of the news around Bitcoin, the use cases, and things of that sort, on the social impact aspect, and obviously it's, it's pertinent to both of you and I. You know, we both have West African roots, um, whereas yours is obviously more direct. Mine came through a stop in the Caribbean. Um, but like Ni- Nigeria is, um, you know, one of us are from Nigeria, but obviously we got a lot of kinfolk from there. But Nigeria is going through a, a unrest around like SARS, um, which is a, a police unit that has been um, super abusive and things of that sort. And there's a lot of protests. And some of the p- organizations on the ground um, were raising money. Uh, obviously, which happens in, in different other, you know, normally, which normally happens if there's a, a social impact issue that um, captures the zeitgeist of folks. And the um, the bank accounts were frozen. So they switched to Bitcoin. So people are using Bitcoin to donate. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so that's super interesting, um, especially if you're talking about like a country where, you know, obviously there's, there's this use case, but like their currency is like depreciated, like, a tremendous amount over the past few years. You got like a huge um, um, underemployed or unemployed youth population in a country that's 200 million people uh, undergoing unrest. So I could I could see like this could be like a catalyst for people to start looking at Bitcoin as opposed to not the Naira um, mm-hmm. for many reasons, for all those reasons I just mentioned. So it's another interesting um, thing that's going on in the backdrop um, when it comes to Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. The you could argue that Bitcoin is a revolutionary currency, right? Like, mm-hmm. Because the same sentiment or the same kind of like you know, approach or perspective with regard to crypto took place in Venezuela. Of um, course. And they had, you know, their, their issues with social economic 
unrest and they were seeing their currency devalue and um, political unrest and whatnot. Uh, Bitcoin seemed to be the choice of, uh, you know, trade for most people at that time. Um, and from what I understand, Bitcoin is actually the preferred method of, of storing a lot of value in South America. Um, and there's a larger ecosystem of... Yeah, especially in uh, Argentina. Right, exactly. A lot, of the, a lot of the crypto OGs are Argentinian. Exactly. Um, yeah. I was in Colombia last year. Um, there were, you know, definitely merchants that took Bitcoin. Um, and that's, it goes to show that that wave of acceptance and understanding is probably not, hasn't touched the US yet. Per se, right, right. Regulations, maybe that's due to just general populist ignorance. But look at places like South America. You look at places like uh, Africa. You look at places like Asia. Um, the various use cases and benefits of having a currency um, that's not dependent on any government or state is is immense. You know, if, if things go bad and then. You know, dictators want to put a stop to bank accounts and things of that nature. You can't put a stop to Bitcoin. Right. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. So it's really on some Mr. Robot flex, you know, like it's it's kind of that that vibe when it comes to fighting the establishment for the most part. So I think that's a a, a big proponent as to where crypto is going to move in the near future. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. So I'm use that to segue into like what we're doing. I mean, we just listed a bunch of reasons for you to pay attention to Bitcoin. Whether you are obviously trying to make paper and, and make money, whether you're trying to preserve paper, whether you are trying to you're just interested in macro economics and 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 politics and things of that sort. Um, if you're interested in the in the general stock market, you got some inter. inter impact there if you're interested in emerging markets and social unrest from nigeria to the u.s to latin america like there's a reason so like i we think it's very very important for people to understand bitcoin participate in even if it's in the knowledge gathering and so what we want to do because like you know since we since i've been creating this podcast and and you know even kofi you know through this podcast and before this podcast being, you know, be, us being known as people that are into crypto and, and crypto enthusiasts and experts within our general networks, people are always asking us about like how to get involved, how it works, all that good stuff. And we want to just kind of help equip you, right? And so we created the Coin Gamma Syndicate, um, which could be found on uh, coingamma.com and more specifically learn.coingamma.com. And like we're putting out information. Um, so we're creating courses. Periodically, we already have a handful of courses out there uh, for you to kind of go and engage, learn, and um, we're uh, forming a community um, which is already live on our Slack, a Slack group where people are uh, chatting, uh, trading tips, asking questions, even um, exchanging um, crypto job opportunities. Um, and it's a thriving community and we want to we want to invite you to be involved um we think it's you know we think um a strong community is the best way to learn um crypto is a very community aspect community driven asset class like every crypto has its own like group of enthusiasts 
um, we want to build a group of enthusiasts for the general uh, sector and kind of equip um, people to kind of be stay on top. You don't want to, you, you, again, you know, you might have been involved in 2017 or might not have been involved since 2017. Now it's three day, three years later, the, the space is heating up again. And, you know, you don't want to miss this opportunity because um, I don't think it's going to be another. So when this when this moves, I don't think it's going to be what happened in 2017, where you kind of had like a, a nice two year process to just kind of sit and wait and it's quiet. Like this is when it moves, it's really going to move. So, um, you know, basically get on the boat, uh, get on the train, have you, whatever metaphor you want to use. And, you know, I said at the Coin Gaming Syndicate, we'll help you do, help you do it. Right, right. And one of the, the hardest of more intimidating elements of jumping into any, you know, space that you're new, new to, especially in finance, when you're dealing with your money and, and your, the livelihood of yourself and your family is um, information security and confidence. And right. if you don't have a team of people that you can rely on to to not only source information, right? Because this space is absolutely driven by information, right? Like you don't know what's happening um, in real time or at least ahead of the curve, you will fall behind or you will not do as well as you could, right? Um, so in addition to, you know, having a solid ground, ground base of information, you also want to feel as if you have a, a team of people that you're going through this experience with, right? right. And uh, having a community that you can rely on for all those different elements, it only emboldens you and gives you a better framework to navigate this this space over the next six months, 12 months, 18 months, whatever it is, right? But um, in the long run, that's gonna be a better proposition than simply um, kind of flailing on your own, not really having any structured, um, you know, plan or, or, or guide to, to give you a, a solid foundation to succeed. And um, you also wanna do it with people that look like you too, you know? Um, I think that's a big thing to some extent. Um, and so we wanna kind of cater to uh, all demographics, obviously, um, but we know- Yeah, yeah. yeah we definitely wanna cater to all demographics, but you know, let's be frank, um, we are, you know, the, the crypto community is not the most diverse. Right. So we want to make sure that we contribute to the diversification of the community. And, you know, also quite, I mean, we keep it real out here, you know, and, and I think this is not news to many people um, because of, you know, especially if you're in the U.S., since the George Floyd um, um, unfortunate murder, like, you know, race and racial equity has been a top of top of focus in, in and everywhere from the NBA to, you know, your local uh, job or whatever, or even, you know, searching the internet. So like, it's not us, we're not talking about anything that's controversial anymore, but like black people are usually the last when it comes to everything, unfortunately, right? Um, due to many reasons. And so we don't want our folks to be last to crypto, blockchain, and this revolution. Right. Um, but obviously, yeah, uh, everybody's welcome. This is we're not ex we're not exclusive, but we want to make sure we're inclusive. Exactly, exactly. Um, and with that said, black people, we we tend to um, fall victim to lagging behind in certain areas that are you know 
other demographic counterparts, um, you know, have access to, you know, at a, at a faster rate, but our ability to kind of create out of nothing. Of and course. Be highly innovative once we get our hands on stuff is unparalleled. And so when you look at any other space, when, when it comes to technology, social media, artwork, music, um, sports, whatever it is, once we get in there, like we had our own touch, that's um, very unique. And that could be said for all groups too, but I think that within the world of crypto and, and blockchain, we're just scratching the surface on that. Um, so Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And to that point, man, I'm excited. You know, once we get once we get critical mass in this space, I'm excited for what we're gonna create. We, you know, you know, we're gonna create something crazy. Exactly. Um, and so, but that's what it is. I mean, you know, reach out to us directly. Um, but you know, also, you know, check out uh, learn.coingamma.com. We can learn about all of our packages, all our offerings. Um, for those that kind of want to just dip dip their toe in the water. Um, we have some free content for you to check out too. Um, but yeah, reach out to us, ask us questions, um, get involved, get involved. And, and lastly, we, um, if you use the code Halloween, um, you can get 50% off our paid, uh, subscription. That's 50, not five, like percent or 15, 50% off. That's half, that's half. Yes, you're not getting that anywhere else. Um, so. I know it's Halloween, but don't be scary, y'all. Let's get it. <laughs> All right, with that, we'll uh, hopefully we see you in the community. Until next time, peace. peace.